Blog Talk Radio. Across the country and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. All right, welcome back. And Julie, I know you're on air with me. We have a lot of ground to cover, so we are going to skip our normal preamble that we do at the beginning of every radio show because there was a, I would call it, rather alarming email that went out to all the members of the California Association of Realtors. Yes, I know that you guys are listening from all over the country, Canada. We have some listeners in Europe. I get all that because we're online. It's easier for you to listen to our radio show. A lot of you listen to it in replay. That's great. So you're saying, Tim, why would you be telling me about an email from the California Association of Realtors? Well, here's why. Because California Association of Realtors usually leads the way on frankly, preparing agents for any changes that are happening or any new laws that are happening. or Because there's the highest of all the states in the, in the United States, California has the highest, the, the, the most agents. It's the largest association. And we can assume that they're probably being more attentive to possible things that are coming your way that are going to cause slowdowns in your business. So anyway, they sent out this email last week. And I have to tell you, my email box filled up with people that were panicking. And I have to be honest as well that they should be panicking because a lot of, in a lot of cases they were absolutely in violation of what Carr was telling agents to no longer do. And what is today's topic of today's radio show? The do not call registry, the do not call list. Calling people that are on the registry will result in, in many cases, uh, tens of thousands of dollars in fines. So what we're going to do on this radio show, and we've prepared for this show for several hours. Hopefully we can get all the ground covered on today's show. If not, we'll make it into a two-part show. But we're going to go through the do not call list, and we're just going to focus on how it's relevant to agents. And we're going to focus on basically how you guys can operate within inside the law without ever having to worry about looking over your backs. And then the last part of the show is we're going to tell you what to do in the event that you inadvertently violate the do not call list. So what we're going to do at the very beginning is I'm going to have Julie. Julie, you've got the notes. Please read. This is really uh, the first part of the email that went out from CAR to all its members, California Association of Realtors to all its members. So, Julie, go ahead and read that. And then we're going to get more into deep, sure. deep into essentially how this law works. But before, Julie, before you do, I want to warn all of you. A lot of you are thinking that just because you haven't been hearing or reading about agents and brokers getting fined, that it must not be happening. I know a lot of you are thinking, well, you know, my coach who's teaching me how to prospect at a, another coaching program or another at, at another business essentially, not ours, is telling me to ignore the do not call list. I got calls and emails from people that were enrolled with another coaching company whose only thing they teach you guys how to do is over-the-phone prospecting. And these were agents that were panicking in California because they realized that the coaching organization they were with was not telling them the whole truth about the do not call list. And they were realizing that they were vulnerable. In many cases, their brokers were frankly, being smart and telling their agents no longer to prospect unless they're 100% in compliance. Guys, this is real. There are agents that are, have had and will have problems with this. People in the mortgage industry have been fined. This is a real deal. And you have to assume 
that in the type of political and I guess you want to call it social climate that we're in right now, where in many circles agents are still seen as part of the problem that caused the economy to collapse, and now hopefully we're on the, on the way back up. But we're still put in the same bucket with all the big bad bankers and all the other you know, bad players that had. You know, so it is going to be an easy target for any politician, for any governmental agency, to go after agents who are violating the do not call us. It's very simple for someone to prove that you violated the do not call us because you called somebody on the list. It's $11,000 fine per violation. That's per call. And if you guys are prospecting and you're calling your centers of influence and past clients and you're doing just list and just sold calls, if you're calling a for sale by owner about their listing, if you're calling an expired about their listing and you're not doing it in compliance with the law, every contact you make is a violation. They could, the authorities could demand your phone records. They could see that you've been making these illegal calls, and they could fine you $11,000 per violation. And there is no gray area on this sort of thing. You did make the call. You did violate the law. You will pay the fine. And there was something actually that um, uh, I found in the uh, paper, or maybe it was on Inman News Features or something else, about uh, one of the major companies that are essentially making it now so that none of their agents can prospect any of their lists, even their centers of influence and past client lists, unless they've run it through the corporate filter to make sure they're not on the do-not-call list, to making sure their agents are in compliance. So we're going to talk about all this. This is not a smoke-and-mirrors type of you know thing. This is a real, honest-to-God law. It is being enforced. I have a feeling that we're going to see and hear more agents that are going to be suffering the consequences of not respecting the law. So please, please pay attention and share this information with everyone you know. So let's start out by talking about, and Jules, just go ahead and read um, the section from the car email that went out last week, and we'll go into the more, more details of the law in a second. Sure. So feel free to interrupt me if you want me to stop on a particular point. But again, this is from the California Association's, Association of Realtors email. Realtors who use telemarketing are subject to the do not call rules. The FCC's new robocall rules impose some additional requirements for obtaining consent when making a pre-recorded telemarketing call to a residential phone number or making an auto-dialed or pre-recorded telemarketing call or text to a wireless number. The new rules require that telemarketers first obtain written consent to receive such calls or messages on paper or through electronic means, including website forms, a telephone key press, or a recording of oral consent. Additionally, a telemarketer will no longer be able to make a robocall to a residential landline telephone based solely on an, a, quote, established business relationship. Business callers must now have prior express written consent before making telemarketing robocalls, even if they have an established business relationship. Telemarketers have never been permitted to make robocalls to wireless phones based solely on a, quote, established business relationship. Shall I continue, Tim? Uh, well, the second part that's not in italics wasn't part of the, their, their uh, email. Okay. Are you going to gotcha. be – okay, so go – but you know what? Since we're here, let's do go mm -hmm. ahead, and Julie, if you can read the section about reviewing the law. And the last part of what I wrote there is probably the most important. So go ahead. Yep. And, guys, this is a quick – again, we're not getting in the details of it. We're just – I pulled out all the information that's relevant to agents because obviously the law has a lot of idiosyncrasies and intricacies that are relevant to people that are in different industries, fundraisers, um, right. people calling Covers for surveys. 
But we don't care about all that. All we're focusing on is how to protect you guys from accidentally violating the law and those of you who are doing it intentionally. This is kind of your coming to Jesus call, hopefully. They'll enlighten you to the fact that you are walking on a knife's edge and uh, the ramifications could be dire. So, Julie, go ahead and read a quick review of the law. Sure. As business professionals and salespeople, all realtors must comply with the rules associated with the Do Not Call Registry. The National Association of Realtors states that realtors cannot call people who are on the Do Not Call Registry to entice them to sell their properties or to buy a home. They also must not call telephone numbers of people with expired listings if the person is on the Do Not Call Registry and the realtor has has not had a prior relationship with this person. However, if they call a past client or center of influence that is on the Do Not Call list, they may be in violation. That last As part a, is yeah. critical. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that Half last part center is, of influence on the do not call list, you could be in violation for that. Okay. Now, the last section, the last section there that I uh, put in our notes, Julie, read that, yep. and then we're going to go into some detail. You got it. As of January 1st, 2005, telemarketers and sellers, including realtors, are required to search the registry at least once every 31 days and drop from their call list the phone numbers of consumers who have registered. Okay. So we need to stop there. Yep. Your centers of influence and past client lists. First of all, California Association of Realtors, specifically what they're saying is, yes, you should all be aware of the do not call list, but in addition to that, there's an enhancement to it that any of you who are using auto dialers, any of you who are using um, any sort of service that type stuff. Ro- robocalls that leave voicemails, robocalls that do any kind of solicitation, those are just in violation, period. So you have to so stop all that. So voice broadcast type stuff, too, is included in this, yes? Exactly. Voice broadcast is included in that type of stuff. That is illegal, and you better stop it, or you're going to unfortunately be facing the consequences. Now, the other thing is your past client and center of influence list. Oh, Julie, what are you saying? They're never going to turn me in for calling the, past, if we're calling the do not call list. I'm not, or I'm sorry for, or, you know, for me uh, calling them. I'm not saying that they will. What I'm saying is, let's say you do get busted for calling somebody who's on the do not call list. You call somebody who's cranky, they turn you in. The FCC, not your division of real estate, not your broker, not your state, the federal government, then it's going to, and I, I'm sure in the process, prove that you not just you didn't just violate it once with that one complaint, but you've been serially violating it to the extent of, let me see your phone records, you'll produce your phone records, and then they're going to see that you called your centers of influence and past clients on a regular basis, and guess what? They're on the do not call list. So even if that center of influence and past client doesn't turn you in, the ramifications of having made the calls in the first place and then proving that you were in constant violation of the do not call list, that digs your hole even deeper. You know, again, this doesn't apply to realtors. They never cut. They never bust anyone. I haven't heard of anyone getting fined and violated. They are getting fined and violated, guys. You just because just you haven't heard about it, and no one's told you, doesn't mean it's not happening. If you don't believe me, call the California Association of Realtors. Obviously, they believed it was enough of an issue that they sent out this really alarming, shocking, even email. Now, California Association of Realtors wouldn't have done that if they didn't think this was the most important thing to do to protect their members. A fantastic, incredible board of realtors, probably the best-run board of realtors in the country, the California Association of Realtors. They lead the way for many of the other boards around the country. So I'm expecting 
And don't be surprised when this starts happening like today, that other boards of realtors are going to follow Carr's lead, and they're going to be sending similar emails out and letters out to their members. Uh, brokers, office, manager, office managers, anyone who has any association whatsoever with a uh, brokerage where your agents might be violating these laws, you sure as heck better put in place a mandated filtration system where you're going to basically ask and make it a written policy that any prospecting that an agent does is run through an in-house filter every 31 days. And anyone who's removed, unless that agent gets explicit permission to prospect them, call them over the phone, telemarket them, unless they have explicit permission to do that, they are in violation. This is scary stuff. Please pay attention. So, Julie, this is where things get interesting. Tim, what are you talking about? The Center of Influence past client list, that doesn't relate to me, so please read the next section. You got it. So regarding calling your centers of influence and past clients, a realtor may call a consumer with whom it has established business relationship for up to 18 months after the consumer's last purchase, delivery, or payment, even if the consumer's number is on the registry. A company may also call a consumer for up to three months after the consumer makes an inquiry or submits an application to the company. In addition, if a consumer has given a company written permission, the company may call even if the consumer's number is on the registry. So again, focus on written permission. One provision, if a consumer asks a company not to call, the company may not call even if there is an established business relationship. In fact, a company may not call a consumer, regardless of whether the consumer's number is on the registry, if the consumer has asked to be put on that company's own do not call list. Shall I you guys continue? follow that? Does that make sense? That's so even if someone hasn't specific. taken the effort, yeah, even if they haven't taken the time to put their own information into the do not call registry, which by the way is easy to do, you can do it online. Even if they have not done that, but they've asked your company, okay, now think about this. You work for a broker, ABC Brokerage, let's say, and let's say some other agent who worked there five years ago um, was pestering this particular person, and that person told that agent and notified that office, the broker, that I don't want to be prospected anymore by this agent. They, in essence, have made it so that no one at that brokerage can be prospecting that seller. So think about the ramifications of that. Again, right. So even so, let's brokers. say they, they said that to their to that company. However, they didn't go to the do not call list. That's not a valid excuse that I looked them up on the do not call list. So that makes them okay. That's not all right. That's right. So I mean, this right. is so incredibly specific. Yeah. Well, again, I researched this, so we wouldn't be wasting time talking about things mm -hmm. that weren't relevant to agents. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we be back, we're going to get to specifics and how you can make sure you're in compliance. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you are asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. 
the nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach, a proven market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best, not someone who is simply assigned to you or, even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you... I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is free coachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at Free Coaching Calls foragents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's free coaching calls for agents.com. Thanks so much. See y'all soon. Okay, so we're back. The fines for violating the do not call rules, as we've said before, are very, very severe. Um, though there are some safe harbors for mistakes, and we're going to talk about those in the second part of today's radio show. And really, guys, you have to remember, there's an $11,000 fine. How they picked that number, I don't know. But there's an $11,000 fine for every incident that they are found to be at fault for. So, again, this is how this is coming. This is how this is going to work out. You are going to go on your merry way. You're going to be prospecting. You're going to be thinking everything's fine and dandy. Then you're going to hit somebody on the do not call list. That person is then going to turn you into the FCC. The FCC then is going to open up an investigation. It's going to be uh, easy for them to prove that you violated the do not call list, calling that one person who turned you in. And then in the investigation, they're going to find that through your uh, getting your phone records and through all the other things, they're going to find that you, on a routine basis, violate the do not call list. And then they're going to go after you for every violation, whether that particular consumer ratted you out or not. That is the way it works. So now let's get into the particulars. And frankly, this is where it gets interesting. Julie, read the next section. Let's talk about how agents are violating the do not call list from things as innocent as open houses. All right, perfect. So can visitors to an open house who leave their numbers on a sign-in sheet be contacted by phone? Well, NAR suggests that you indicate on the sign-in sheet that visitors are consenting to receive a follow-up call if you use an open house sign, uh, sign-in sheet for making a, phone, a follow-up phone call. So, again, even on an open house sign-in, you've got to say that they are consenting to receive a follow-up call. What about for sale by owners? Does the do not call registry apply to FISBOs? It is permissible to call a for sale by owner if the agent representing a buyer is calling on behalf of a buyer and for the purposes of inquiring about the property. 
it is not permissible to call a for sale by owner registered on the registry for the purpose of soliciting the FISBO's listing. That is very significant. Well, it is significant because the stories where I've heard where agents have been busted before, where I'll tell you one that Julia will remember as well, is an attorney that had a house for sale, and he had mm-hmm. several phone numbers that he listed in different ads, and you know maybe he was trying to catch people violating the do not call list, I don't know. And right. every agent who called him about his house for sale, about the property he had listed, soliciting the listing, you know, remember this is a FISBO, from what I read, he then went to their broker and said, listen, these people are in violation, and we're going to have to work something out, or I'm going to have to pursue them for the do not call violation. By the way, I'm going to sue your broker. I'm going to sue your office. That's I'm going to sue everybody. Okay, so the, oh. those are the types of things that are starting to happen. And there's going to be no sympathy, no empathy for agents who have violated the do not call list. Everyone's going to say, you know what, they have it coming. You know that yeah, people are going to you know, say. Tim, I wouldn't be surprised if agents started turning each other in because that's how well, some agents do when they're mad about something. Exactly. And so they could start making money from actually turning you in for violating the do not call list. That's scary. You know, you guys are going to think that we're taking this to an extreme. You're going to think, well, we're just being an alarmist. We didn't send out the email. The California Association yeah. of Realtors did. We didn't issue all these uh, notices. The National Association of Realtors did. So this is not us being an alarmist. This is us hopefully waking you guys up in your offices and the brokers and the leadership in our industry to the fact that we absolutely are going to be targeted going forward and we have to cover ourselves. It's not, you know, we're going to talk about basically how to make it so you're legally calling, legally prospecting here in a second. But, Julie, digging deeper mm-hmm. on the, so what's the next section here? On the, the FISBOS, we talked about that, right? Yep. So here's the yep. interesting thing, too. When calling expired listings, here's another misnomer. You cannot prospect an expired listing that was somebody else's listing if that seller was on the do not call list. What? Yes. Yeah. If you're even in your office, a listing expires, and you want to call them, you want to solicit for that listing, but the seller is on the do not call list and you prospect them, you are in violation of the do not call list and you can get fined $11,000 for every contact you make with someone who's on the do not call list. Guys, this is onerous. This is real. This is scary stuff. And I know, Julie, you and I have always coached our agents to basically make sure they're screening everybody, to make sure they're not mm-hmm. violating the do not call. It's just not worth the risk. So what happens if someone's prospecting, Julie, and they realize by accident, so we're giving you guys a whole bunch of credit here, that they have violated the do not call list? Is there a safe harbor for inadvertent mistakes? Well, a few exemptions on the do not call uh, rules, and they're they're saying in this email for quote telemarketers, but also and realtors. So realize this does apply to all of you guys. The National Association of Realtors states that realtors may call consumers that they have had an existing business relationship with, such as previous clients. Realtors may also call anyone on the do not call list if they have obtained hold, hold prior written permission. Go ahead. Right, but rem- but remember, guys, you have to go back to what we said in the top of the call today, top of the radio show today, check the about list. your 31 days, right? They have to be scrubbed every 31 days. So do not call your centers of influence and past clients if they're on the do not call list after they after your end of your uh, – essentially, you have a limited window to contact them. And if that window runs out and you contact them and they're on the do not call list, you're technically in violation. I know it sounds crazy, but that literally is how the law is written. You're thinking that it's 18 months after the end of your relationship. After that deal closes, you have a year and a half to continue prospecting them over the phone. 
And if you call them on 18 months in one day, you're in violation unless you've gotten something in writing from them, an email or whatnot will work, giving you permission to continue contacting them. Crazy stuff, but it's true. So, Julie, the safe harbor. Yes. So is there a safe harbor for the inevitable inadvertent mistake? Yes, but to meet the safe harbor, the entity making the call must demonstrate the following. It has written procedures to comply with do not call requirements. It trains its personnel in those procedures. It monitors and enforces compliance with these procedures. It maintains a company-specific list of telephone numbers that it may or may not call. It accesses the National Registry no more than 31 days prior to calling any consumer and maintains records documenting this process. And any call made in violation of do not call rules was the result in an error. So that's a lot of rules, but it, they're telling you exactly how to comply. So brokers, office managers, you know, team leaders, agents, perhaps team, team leaders, anybody who is a uh, has any sort of management or leadership in any real estate office or brokerage, you have to assume that you have agents right now that are violating the do not call list. You've got to put a system in place, a, a sorting and sifting a system in place. And again, we talked about it. Make a mandated policy in your office that everyone has to scrub their list every 31 days and stop prospecting, stop calling anyone who's on the list. If you're calling FISBOs, do not call anybody that's a, uh, on the list unless you have a real buyer. And if you think there's a gray area there where you can call up the FISBO and say you have a real buyer when you don't, good luck with that. If you're calling an expired and they're in the do not call list and they're another agent's expired, even if it's in your office, you're in violation. If you're calling your centers of influence and past clients and they're not a recent and they're, they're older than 18 months as far as the closing and they're on the do not call list, you're, on a, you're in violation. If you had a closing with somebody more than 18 months ago and they are on the do not call list and you prospect them over the phone, you are in violation. If you do an open house, and you don't have a little box on the open house sheet that says, yes, I am okay with receiving phone calls, you're in violation. That's the cold, hard reality of this law. Why are agents not taking it seriously? Because in my opinion, no one's telling them to take it seriously. We are. National Association of Realtors is. California Association of Realtors is. The various boards around the country who are realizing that agents are going to be a very hot target for pursuing FCC violations that do not call us, they are as well. We've warned you guys about other things that we saw emerging that would have a direct effect on you professionally before. A lot of you have paid attention. Some of you didn't, and you've suffered the consequences. This is not kind of a shocking call. I don't like doing radio shows like this. You know, Believe me, Julie and I would much rather go back to the call we were doing, the radio show we were doing on motivation. More fun. That was a lot more fun. This, stuff, this stuff's kind of scary, you know? This is the kind of stuff that can totally derail your career. This is the kind of stuff that can totally and completely bankrupt a brokerage. In a snap of the fingers, you think your Arizona Emissions Insurance is going to cover you for this? It won't. This is something that is every single real estate professional needs to take seriously because chances are every single real estate professional is in violation of the Do Not Call Registry. If you are have a, uh, a coaching relationship with somebody who's telling you not to take this seriously, if you're being trained by somebody who's telling you not to take this seriously, you need to be the responsible business owner and really question their motivation for allowing you to be vulnerable to potential violations, fines of $11,000 per instance. 
That's it's per incident. Guys. It's not pay it once and you're out of jail for free. That's per yeah. incident. And it, exactly. if you read the list that we just gave to you, it would be pretty hard not to, you know, <laughs> have that kind of a mistake going on because there's so many, you know, intricacies to that rule. Now, they've also said how you can be in compliance, so be smart. And I think any agent that's going, oh, God, that's a lot to worry about. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, I don't know if I'm going to deal with that. Ask yourself how many $11,000 fines you're going to be able to suffer. Well, then there's the attorney fees. Then there's the attorney fees. Right, and that's then there's just the, the tip of the iceberg, right? Yeah, and then there's the you know the fact that you'll be you'll be made of an example of in the media, guys. Just seriously, this is not something. This is as Julie said, this is really easy to essentially fall between the cracks and violate one of these laws, one of these regulations. But it's also really easy to put a system in place to make it so you're in compliance. Go on Google. Go to our site. All the members who are realtors, go on our site. They have very uh, they have a great quiz there that can kind of test your knowledge about the do not call. Uh, law. There's a great system that they propose, so every broker or agent set up their own uh, system to make sure they're in compliance. Take this seriously, guys, because this is coming. We are on the radar of the FCC. Please do not just assume because it's not publicized on the cover of real estate magazines that agents are in violation and they're being fined. It is happening. Those things are just getting settled before it makes it to the mainstream press. I know of examples of agents getting fined. So does Julie. Anyone who's been in the coaching and training space has heard about this happening for the last, the last forever, what, since 2001 or two. Mm-hmm. Guys, take this seriously, please. This is our public notice. This is our warning. We won't talk about this again. Thank you for joining us for today's radio show. If you need to get hold of us, you can send us questions, to the questions at realestatecoachingradio.com, and we'll speak with you tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coach. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.